the Barely Adequate Podcast, where we're not that good at this, and you don't have to be either. My name is Joel, and I will be your host for this adventure. Before I get into the introductions, allow me a moment to explain a little bit about who we are and why we are doing this. I have been playing tabletop role-playing games for about 20 years now. I have played many different systems and many different styles of games, and let me tell you something. These games are fun. We like to have fun here at Barely Adequate Gaming, and that's kind of what led us here. We had been tossing the idea around doing a podcast for a long time, but never really got around to doing it. Whether it be life, family, jobs, priorities, whatever it may be, we never did it. But now here we are, albeit maybe a little late. In essence, that pretty much encapsulates everything we believe in here at Barely Adequate. Games are great and we love doing them, but sometimes life has other plans and has to take you away from it. I am a father of a couple little people and I don't have nearly the time that I used to, but that's okay. This is a podcast for people that maybe just don't have time to scour forums and Reddit debating builds and meta. So with that comes some flaws and perks. First of all, we are not voice actors. We are not any kind of actors. We are just regular people with regular jobs doing regular people things. Second of all, we don't have any desire to quit said jobs in order to create a podcasting empire. I do not begrudge those that have come before us and done that. In fact, I salute them. But that is not the reason we are doing this. The reason we are doing this is because over the last 20 years, I have been playing with these guys sitting at this table with me, and we have made some great memories and would like to share them with you. Some of those perks that I mentioned before are you get an authentic experience with real people. We make mistakes. We don't always make the right decisions, but that doesn't have to matter. We are committed to providing a high-quality recording to remove all distractions so that you, the listener, can be immersed in the stories. So please join us as we fumble our way through this together. With that... I would like to introduce our group of adventurers. First of all, we have Mr. Nick. Say hello, Nick. Hello. And who are you going to be playing in this campaign, Mr. Nick? I will be playing the male Rougarou Cavalier, Gaius Bainbridge. Excellent. Can't wait to see what... Is he is he a good guy or a bad guy? It's hard to tell with you. I can never tell. Yeah, okay, You great. never know. You never Nick. know. Could it, be anything. It's mysterious. Everything gets done for the greater good anyway, so it's, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's a non-good guy statement if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Next up, we have all the way from Lake Country, Wallace the Beast. Wallace, tell us a little about your character you will be playing. I'll be playing Kurgan Thunderhowl, who's a half-orc druid. And he has a loyal animal companion, Greymane, that is a wolf. Ooh, sounds fun. And as I mentioned earlier, I am Joel, and I will actually be playing Scarlet Carson, a female inquisitor, uh, Asmar inquisitor of Tyrannus. And last, but definitely not least, we have our dungeon lord and master, Chris. Chris, what would you like to say to the lovely people of podcast land? Hello, hello, podcast land. This is Chris. I will be your DM or GM or whatever other pair of initials you want to put beside each other. I'm going to be leading everybody on this adventure, designing the world, coming up with the story, and making some memories happen with everybody at the table here. I am looking forward to it. Just as we've done in the past. <clears throat> that we have, that we have. I've been running games for over 15 years, sitting in the GM seat, and I've played several characters myself, but building the world, designing the game itself, that's what I'm really about. I also make uh, uh, my own stories, and I also come up with uh, new rules and content and equipment and all kinds of fun stuff that we're going to be seeing also. Awesome. I mean, and I guess with a bit of a little bit of an outdated system, it's always nice to get a little bit of a facelift for That it is. That it so is. with that being said, 
we will be playing with the Pathfinder first edition system. So classic. Classic system. Um, it just, I know Holy that you. What a goodie. Yeah, and I know that you've always liked what it's uh, what it's had to offer, and you've been delving in this stuff for a long time, and so, yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be great, and I can't wait to learn uh, and find out a little bit more about what's happening in Atrothia. So uh, stay tuned for that. So, Chris, my part is over. I officially hand it over to you, my friend. Okay, so we're going to be picking up a campaign that I've written called Bloodlines of the Blackfire Heart. That is the campaign name. We're going to be starting Act 1 today. So this will be uh, Season 1 of the podcast, running as Act 1 of the campaign, The Spawn of High Castle. Is it me? Am I the Spawn of High Castle? You you could be. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens to everybody. Great. Okay. Uh, I made some notes. So Notes are um, good. For all our listeners, notes, very good. Whether it's on pen and paper or you're writing digitally, I okay. salute the note keepers. So we're going to do uh, a segment before we get to plan. We're calling it Lore Drop. So Chris, would you like to tell us a little <coughs> bit about uh, Atrothia? Absolutely. So Atrothia is the campaign world that I've set all my campaigns in throughout uh, my 15 plus years that I've been running them. The world itself has uh, been through a lot of interesting world shaking events, several different eras, different ages, thousands of years worth of adventures have happened on it. Uh, So the world of Atrothia, as we find it currently, it's a bit of a cosmic marvel. Uh, It's been reshaped by Xirnoth. The God of Corruption during the Age of Cataclysm for his own nefarious purposes. And he left it incomplete. He had a grand design, but it got stopped after he was defeated by some of the old gods. So what we have left is a shattered, sprawling, disc-like mass rather than a spherical planet. So that is, it is not... Is not a flat is it, Earth. It, is it... It is not. Is it resemble a flat... It, it is not... A flat earth. It looks more like if you took an orange and you took the peel off all in one go, and then you took what was left and slapped it down on a a flat table. Just like the real earth, right? That's what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it's uh, it's a very interesting kind of setting because of that. Uh, The continents have been torn asunder by divine intervention. So it's a misshapen mass of lands that sit upon a twisted magma core along the far edges Gravity is twisted and warped, which turns waterfalls uh, back on themselves underneath the world, making violently churning swells and endlessly recircling the ocean currents. That's a lot of detail. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So that's All right, that's okay. what Atrothi is like. So okay. put that put that in your head. It's a very interesting world. And so keep in mind this uh, this what was called the Age of Cataclysm. Uh, happened just under a thousand years ago. So everyone that is alive in that you're going to be meeting at some point, we're we're dealing with after cataclysm date. Okay. So it's where the current year is 978 AC after cataclysm. So uh, they're specifically old races may still have even experienced the time before that when things were nuts and getting reshaped. Okay, great. But more recently, that's that's not the case. So that's where we find ourselves. Cool. Today. So each of you have received a letter. The letter states, Thuvius has disappeared. 
He spoke of you as a trusted friend, at least as trusted as one can be with Thuvius. Come to High Castle, find our friend. I fear not just his life is in danger, but all that he stands for as well. Chainbreaker's Tavern, 27th of Corbereth, noon. Signed, D. E. Chain chain breakers, chain breakers tavern. So and do what I. Was the date? The twenty seventh of Corbereth. Signed D. Signed D. You're supposed to show up at noon. Hey, each of you know Thuvius. Thuvius Vane is his name. He's a magus, quite experienced. He's a middle aged fellow. Wears a dark purple kind of tabard as well as plate armor. And he's often, whenever you've seen him fight, he's been using a mace. For whatever reason, Thuvius was important to each of you. And I'm sure we'll find out what that reason was at some point. Very good. Then I won't ask. But for whatever reason it is, Thuvius is gone. And you're going to meet up at Chainbreaker's Tavern. Okay. So to get things interesting, how about everybody roll me a uh, d20 here? Let's all see what your numbers are. Oh, dice. Oh, no oh, one dice. Oh. No one mentioned anything but dice. Dice at a tabletop RPG. Whoa, who knew? Who knew? I got a six. <laughs> okay, right, so we got two. Joel with a sixth. We got Nick with a two. We're on fire today, boys. Rolling the Jeez. 20-sided dice, and we got a 6 as our big number. And a 10. Oh, yeah. the beast That's comes in I'm with a 10. About. Nice. Good to see it. So one by one, we meet our heroes. High Castle is a city on the southeastern edge of Messenia, built on to the southern border. It is a sizable port city built on the banks of the Seprin, an immense river divining Messenia, the country that you are currently in, and Merchantsand to the south. Seprin? Seprin. S-E-P-R-I-N. The river runs all the way from the World Spine Mountains in the east to the Gulf of Curses where it drains in the west. I hear there's great resorts there. <laughs> <laughs> the Gulf of Curses. The Gulf of Curses. You know, you got a name like that, you know, it's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, tropical. <laughs> it's just a tourist trap. <laughs> tourist trap. Quite literally. The Gulf of Curses. The Gulf of Curses. Is it to the, to the west? It is to the west, yes. It is to the west. The town itself is built on... The edge of a cliff face that, and it's been built down towards where the river is. So there's a large port and docks that's been built. And it, the city itself stretches up along the side of the cliff until you get to the top of the cliffs. And that's kind of where the name High Castle comes live from. in the side of the cliffs? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's not, it's not like cliffs with like, like rope bridges. It's like, it's, like <laughs> it's, it's been chiseled like a quarry. And then the quarry got worked so much that they built a city around it. So that's, uh, that's kind of the idea. So there, it's, it's several steps that go up, and then eventually you get to the top, 
and that's where you're at the top of the cliffs and you can reach the rest of Messenia from there. And it's called High Castle because there is a massive castle that is built near where the cliffs are. Uh, you take the high road all the way to the castle and pass that to uh, the rest of Messenia. So that's why it's named that. So you guys have all made the journey here from various places uh, in Messenia. The first person to arrive at Chainbreakers, Chainbreakers Tavern. Let's see. Uh, Wallace, I think you said you got a 20? I got a 10. You got a 10? Oh, 10. 10 on your 20. First person to arrive is Kurgan Thunderhowl. This rugged-looking half-orc has long, dark hair, oversized vestigial tusks, and a stern, piercing gaze. His back and arms proudly display intricate tattoos, which possess a deep spiritual connection to the natural world. He wears hides and furs harvested from all manner of woodland beasts, including the pelt of an immense boar, immense bear worn over the left shoulder, rough furred bracers, and a crude-looking leather belt covered in shamanistic fetishes. A heavy bow made from animal bones is slung over his right shoulder, while a large two-handed woodsman's axe rests in a leather harness upon his back. He comes into town with gray mane, a large gray wolf, who wears light leather barding and has a rugged pack harness. Are you going to try and bring your wolf into the tavern? Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you enter the tavern it's a fine looking place it's near the higher edge of the higher districts in the city uh, so more impressive merchants and things like that not the rich end but it's definitely in the middle class for sure you uh, enter the building and you find that uh, at noon the place is pretty busy but uh, there's a number of tables that are empty, and you're greeted by a man. I'm going to do a perception check on the room. For sure. Give me a perception. Twelve. Okay, so you glance around, and for the most part, you would guess that the people here that are dining probably are working people. They probably work in the quarries. They probably work in the docks even though this is, uh, they'd have to take a bit of a walk to get over here, or they uh, maybe are working one of the log camps. So these are definitely people that they're working for a living, but uh, have pretty uh, pretty good amount of money to spend on food and, and drink. Uh, you are flagged down by a man uh, who appears to be welcoming new guests. A distinguished, well-kept old nobleman with white hair and a finely trimmed goatee. He carries an ornate gold-handled cane and wears a red overcoat with gold trim, tall-heeled boots with gold buckles, and a gold belt buckle bearing the insignia of a pair of crossed drinking horns. The man gives you a wave and quickly approaches, leaning heavily on his cane as he does. Welcome to Chainbreaker's Tavern. The name's Chainbreaker Matthias Ansem. Haven't seen a stranger like you, by. Normally we uh, don't allow animals in here. He's my service animal. <laughs> so he gives you a good hard look. 
Ah, uh, service animal, eh? Looks you up and down. I got a table just for you. He points to the back of the establishment, and you see a table uh, secluded in the corner. Four, uh, three chairs sitting at it. Right up my alley. He points you there and says, uh, I'll bring you around as uh, soon as I get these other people seated. I'm going to ask him, do you serve food? Of course we serve food. Special today is a uh, nice hearty stew, and we've got some uh, roasted lamb also, if the, the dog's I'll take, interested. I'll take one of each. It's, it's a wolf. Ah, yes, yes. Sorry. If the wolf's interested. <laughs> you make your way to the corner. One of each, please. He gives you a nod, and you have a sit. You get a lot of uh, eyes and looks from a lot of the other people in town. Looks like none of them have ever seen quite such a, we'll call it uh, large and distinguished looking dog before in town. Because, of course, only a crazy person would bring a wolf into a bar. Of course. Does he have a monocle at that least? That sounds like a bad joke. A wolf walks <laughs> into a bar. <laughs> Speaking of wolves walking into bars. Wait till they get a low me. Ah, nice. And the wolf sits beside me, <laughs> staring at the front door at all times, at my side. A man walks in that catches your eye. This bipedal, wolf-like humanoid stands a full head taller than most humans, despite possessing a slightly stooped posture. His immaculate, well-groomed coat is largely snow white, though the ends of his arms, legs, and ears are jet black. He wears heavy plate armor and an ornate but well-worn tabard bearing the insignia of a crowned golden phoenix upon a red background. A kite shield bearing the same insignia is slung over his shoulder while a horseman's axe rests upon his belt. Am I to assume that your faithful steed Rexford is not coming into the bar? No, he will be stabled at the, uh, at the town stable. Okay. <laughs> just, just wanted to check. So this is the man that you see enter. You, uh, Gaius, you also uh, see the same man. He flags you down wearing uh, the red coat with the gold, gold all over him. And uh, you can give me a perception check. All right. You survey the room. Let's see. Perception of 11. Well, there's one person that looks a little out of place here. He's the guy in the back of the room. You see a half-orc <laughs> with a wolf sitting beside him. Hmm. Calmly at attention. You're flagged down by the proprietor. He again introduces himself. I bow as he approaches. And he says, oh, we don't often get your, ki your kind in here. It's been years since I've seen a Rougarou. There's not many, that, uh, not many around here that I've ever met myself. You know, that's... I've got, uh, I don't have too many openings left, but I have a table you can sit at that uh, isn't full yet. And he points to the back of the room where that interesting looking half work with the wolf are seated. Why don't you go make yourself comfortable and I'll bring you around on the house. That sounds good. Um, I'm actually here waiting for somebody to arrive. I don't know their name though. They just go by the initial D. 
Does that ring any, ring any bells with you? Nothing comes to mind right now, but I think things might become a bit more clear if you go sit with your friend over there. All right. If anyone's... I'll keep an eye out for this person. Thank you. And I'll head over to the... Kurgan, the a, uh, a wolfman approaches. Full armor, glorious tabard, well-groomed. I'll give a, a nod. I'll bow as I approach. Good day. There's no bowing anywhere in my vocabulary. <laughs> Do you say that? No. <laughs> it's just more like a hunch. You like have a hunch. Looks like a bow sometimes because you like you're all hunchback sometimes. <laughs> it's all the muscles. I gotta, I gotta respect the Ruguru that's in front of me. <laughs> I motion for you to sit at the table with me. I'm Gaius. May I have your name? Gaius. Gaius. My name's Kurgan. Kurgan Thunderhowl. Well met, Kurgan. This is my friend here, Greymane. Don't mind him. Greymane's just sitting there, big tongue hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> I kind of picture him on the floors with his face on the ground and his, and his like, snout. Oh, his snout pointed forward? Yeah. And he's doing the eyebrow thing where they, they go over up and down really fast? Yes. Like he's... He's begging. He can't wait for someone to drop food or pet him. <laughs> As you two sit down and get acquainted, another person of interest enters the tavern. A young angelkin woman with bright blue eyes and a piercing gaze. She wears her long hair white, her long white hair in a ponytail, but takes measures to conceal her striking features with a dark hooded cloak. Her armor features minor embellishments while maintaining a focus on function, while a corsage-like bracelet upon her left wrist resembles an onyx-petaled rose. An ornate two-handed sword is sheathed upon her back, its pommel and grip likewise resembling a black rose. Scarlet Carson, you enter the bar, and as you glance around, I'll get a perception check from you. That is a, an 18. You're greeted by the proprietor, Matthias Ansem, but your eye is drawn to the corner table where you see two unusual-looking fellows, one open chair at their table. So do I feel like this is um, not necessarily a bad setup, but like, do I feel like that's a setup for where for this whole charade that's been happening? It could be. Okay. You definitely get the feeling that that the, something's out of place in this, this room right now. Largely, everybody here is going about their business, having a nice lunch, but you can tell there's a there's a distinct so weight or gravity orc, to what's going on in the corner. And two wolves in the corner is not normal. Definitely not. A okay. half-orc with a, with a wolf and a wolf man. At sitting at a table. Again, this sounds like a bad joke. The me thinking about <laughs> Half work, a wolf and a wolf man walk into a bar. My guy personally knows Thuvius. Thuvius Vane. Thu- yep. He per- personally knows Thuvius, and I know the clientele he hangs around with is very similar to these 
two individuals that I see in front of me. A lot of outcasts, yeah. Very, yeah. very rare. He doesn't, he, he's always on the fringes, that guy. Yeah. So you're greeted by Matthias, and he uh, looks you over, and he says, oh, we're pretty busy here today, but I got, uh, I got an open seat in the back corner there. Why don't you have a seat, and I'll, uh, I'll bring you around on the house. Uh, that's a 19 cents motive. Do I feel like he knows who I am or? Oh, you get the feeling that this guy has been waiting for you. Okay. Um, do I have any previous dealings? Have I been to this bar before? You've probably been to this bar before. Okay. So he probably Um, doesn't, he probably just recognizes me a little bit, but he might know more because of this thing that ha- is happening I-, I would say you probably don't come this is a more popular bar okay you probably don't come here yeah, often but you've probably, probably been okay. by and okay. you've heard about it okay uh okay well i'll uh i'll just nod and say uh thank you i will uh, find my way there thank you okay so as you make your way over you two see a woman approaching I'll stand up as she approaches. And <laughs> <laughs> the wolf man in his what? fine armor stands up. You said you were wearing a tabard of some kind or something? He is. He what? Is, wearing a is there is there any symbology on it? Do or? you have a knowledge nobility? Uh I do not. No? You I, wouldn't know that. Okay, very yeah. good. It's it's clearly you would guess it's probably some kind of knightly order and okay. or group of nobles okay so some it's either sort like of a normal hair noble heraldry or okay. a heraldry or a knightly so heraldry. i would see that he may be of at least a part of a organization of status probably okay. yes probably Very the good. other guy certainly not he okay. looks like he just walked out of the bush okay after spending some time there okay but Great. surprisingly lots of time yeah surprisingly like like clean okay for a, for a guy that looks like he lives in the dirt. Okay. But like um, I would say he's probably the 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 half work is probably the same level of cleanliness as like someone that lives in the slums. Okay. Um so I will approach you you said you stand? Yep, I stand up. Guy Spainbridge. Turn to he face stands. you and then I I bow as you approach. Oh, so polite. I will return the bow. Uh um, Greetings, ma'am. I am Gaius Bainbridge of the Crowned Phoenix. The Crowned Phoenix? I've never heard of your order. I am not surprised. There's not many of us left. Hmm. Interesting. And your friend? I believe he can introduce Kurgan. himself. Kurgan. <laughs> Uh, my name is Scarlet. Uh, pleasure to meet you both. Have a we seat, have Scarlet. Seat? Uh, excellent. Uh, I guess I won't. E- yeah, I won't even roll. But I'll. I mean, I. I'm gonna guess that like because there's some weird stuff happening, they're probably under the same pretenses that I am. So I'll. I'll just uh, say thank you, uh, Lord Lord Bainbridge, Sir Bainbridge. Uh, just guys, Bainbridge. So I'll, uh, and I'll for now <laughs> pull out, uh, pull out the chair for you. Ah. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> polite. Such a gentleman. What a gentleman. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will uh, so say, nightly. I'll say to, um, and take a, take Kurgan. a return to my seat. 
forgive my uh, assumptions, uh, Kurgan, but are you from the uh, the wilds by any chance? Do you spend much time out in the out in the wilds? The wilds is like the area you're in. Well, just like like I'm implying, like like not in the city. The, near, the nearby the wilderness would be the wilderness. Yeah, the Iron Hills, which are north, and then east would be the Mistvale Forest. I've been here the odd time helping out uh, some of the lesser downtrodden folk in the city. City or town? It's the city. In the city. Yeah. Small city. So I've been here the odd time, but normally a place like this is way too stuffy. Hmm. I, um, I require some reagents if you would uh, perhaps like to trade. If you have spent a lot of time out in the wilderness I, I there are a couple of reagents that I require and uh, would you be interested in talking about we won't do that now but but of just, course, just of yeah course. just just making a little yeah, bit yeah, of small yeah, talk oh yeah right. so okay. you strike up a conversation about some of the nearby hard to find herbs yeah, and reagents yeah. and I, I'm curious uh, what's your what are you going to do with these herbs I um I have a bit of a green thumb they say I am uh, I'm a botanist botanist I uh, I like to uh, I have a beautiful rose garden, and uh, would like to find some. I've heard of of these mushrooms that are really good if you if you um, prepare them the right way. They become a very good fertilizer for. And I just would like to use. I don't know uh, yes. nearly enough about the growth. There's shrooms. a few different ones that I know of. That See that this is excellent. I don't know of anybody that can do that. So so as your conversation continues. Matthias Ansem approaches with a large tray. He, again, still leaning heavily on his cane as he walks. Uh, but his tray is massive. It looks like it has several drinks on it, as well as several servings of food. He approaches, puts the tray on the table, and he says, Oh, sorry for waiting. Sorry for the wait, everyone. It's been a little busy here. And he starts to place drinks down in front of each of you. You each get a tankard of ale put down in front of you. And in addition, uh, there's a large platter of um, vegetables and some, some little fried meat bits and things, mm. like an appetizer kind Mystery of tray he puts meat. down. Hors d'oeuvres. And then he also puts down uh, a bowl for you filled with stew, as well as a plate that has a large hunk of, of lamb on it. And he puts that down. You said you wanted two servings, didn't you? One of each. Well, yeah, so there you go. So that's what he puts down for you. So he says, oh, hopefully uh, your conversation's going okay. Uh, it's my understanding that you have some important things to discuss. And as he says that, he reaches behind him and grabs a chair and puts it down and sits down at the table with you. I get the feeling that you know something that we do not he reaches into his coat and produces a letter and he puts it down in front of him. It's folded over, but it bears the same waxen seal, red wax with no actual seal marker that each of you have on your letter. So he puts that down on the table and he says, uh, would you mind? And he motions for each of you to produce your letters. I will wait. I, Everyone narrows their gaze and stares across the table at one another. No, I will retrieve mine out of uh, out of my backpack. 
Okay, he reaches into his pack and uh, he puts. Guys, Bainbridge puts his letter down on the table. Same looking seal as the one I, that, that I have. Yep, wax, a wax seal with no marker on who it was from. And uh, it looks like it's even the same parchment. Yours all like crumpled up and. Like <laughs> <laughs> he puts his down and it makes a yeah. sickly <laughs> slap like it's it's been soggy. It's for a wet. While. <laughs> <laughs> Been throwing it under his arm in the hot sun. <laughs> Safest place there is under his right butt cheek. <laughs> so without breaking a gaze after you drop yours, I will produce my letter and put it down in front of me. Good. I'm glad to see you're all here. I did not write any of these letters, but I did receive one. Mine is from D, as I imagine each of yours are. I've been told in my letter that three travelers would be coming, matching your descriptions, here today at noon, and that you were to investigate Thuvius's disappearance. I don't know what his connection to any of you are, but I have a long history with Thuvius. The fact that he's missing... It bothers me. So I've done a little looking around. And I'm going to give you all the info that I've gathered thus far. But my adventuring days, they're behind me. This isn't a task I really feel up to anymore. But Did you take an arrow to the knee by any chance? <laughs> he laughs and continues, leaving it all the more mysterious. Mysterious. I'm not up for the task, but perhaps you three are. If you know Thuvius, you know what he's capable of. If he's missing, something has gone afoul. Yes, if uh, he holds many secrets, I think. I don't know how many of you are locals, but if you're looking for a place to stay, I can put you up in the cellars. It's clean, but not the most comfortable. I can also recommend a few places for you to rent out as an inn. But feel free to stay in the cellars. I, got, I can pull some cots out, and you can stay as long as you need. I appreciate your... Um, I, that will not be necessary. I, I do appreciate the offer, but uh, I think I'll stay at an inn myself. Excellent. He, he looks at you. <laughs> Perhaps I sleep in garbage. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're just going to camp out on the cliffs? Yep. <laughs> he gives a nod. Well, the offer is there. From what I know, there's been all kinds of rumors around town of late. For the last year and a half, people have been going missing from the lumber camps, the quarries, and the docks. But from what I've discovered, Thuvius disappeared from his home. And he is not located near any of those. I spoke with Thuvius's neighbors. And he was last seen heading towards Black Tree Hill the night that he disappeared. So there is a chance that he's been attacked by the rumored beast of Black Tree Hill. And it's not me. 
<laughs> and not to be confused with Beast, the player. I've also, also heard that a mysterious armored figure in a black cloak was seen prowling around outside the house of Thuvius the night that he disappeared. That's everything I've been able to dig up so far, but it should be good enough for you to get a few leads from there. I would suggest checking in at Thuvius's house. And then he gives you a brief description on where to find that. If you want to try and learn anything more, but try not to bother his neighbors. I've already been poking around quite a bit as has the guard. Do we, um, do we have any methods of, uh, entry? Do we have a key or nuts? He reaches into his coat and he puts a key down on the table. And he says, that's Thuvius' spare key. How did you get it? He's one of my friends. He gave it to me for safekeeping. I'll sense mode of that just because um, that's just what sure. I do. Uh, 19. You narrow your gaze a little bit, but as far as you can tell, he seems to be telling the truth. Great. So with that... He leans up a bit, uh, leans hard up off of his, off of the table, produces a flask bearing the insignia of a pair of crossed drinking horns, takes a swig and then hoists up, hoists it up and says, well, luck of the golden hero with all of you. Best of luck on your investigation. If you need anything or have any further questions, Feel free to pop by. Also, while you're looking for Thuvius, food, drink, whatever you need, it's on the house. Mm. Excellent. As I take the, the haunch of meat and throw it up to uh, <laughs> And Greyman jumps up and grabs it and starts chopping away. Quite loudly. Okay, so with that, he takes his leave, and you guys find yourselves alone uh, among yourselves uh, at the table. Did uh, they leave the letters, or like he took his letter before? But uh, ours are still there. Me. Your letters are all on the table, and you're all sitting at the table. I'll so. still, I'll, I'll okay. take mine back and put it in my, my pocket. I'll take mine back and put it back in my backpack. So, um, is, this is getting. Weirder and weirder. Hmm. This is par for the Thubius course. Thuvius is missing. That's and we're all re- and we're all related to him in some way, shape, or form. That's interesting. How do you two know him? Well, that's an excellent question. I would love to tell you. How do I? Kn- how do I know Thuvius? How do you know Thuvius? Yeah, <laughs> you met Thuvius several months ago. You par- cross paths while you were doing investigations in town. Mm. You didn't reveal the full scope of what you were doing here to him, but whenever you called for his help, he always came to help. Okay. Um, I, I owe him a great debt, so I will, uh, I will be following through with this investigation. I don't entirely trust it, but I think I owe that at least. So you explained this to us that uh, your connection with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, that's what she tells you, anyways. She doesn't go any further about the specifics. How but it's you evident know that she is a local. 
At least for now. She's not just a passer through like you guys. I pay my taxes. I have acquired <laughs> a few things for Thuyas over the, the last while. What sorts of things? Would he have um would he have dealings with illicit markets? No. Kind of in line with uh you're looking for it for me. Hmm. Maybe it was for my birthday. He was trying to buy some growth shrooms from you. <laughs> growth shrooms. <laughs> Little blue pills. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. I'm not. I'm not into that. <laughs> and what if you? I'm purposely a little. What I'm looking for. You're a little closed off with everybody. Yeah, hmm. not, not I think that's open? just. Is that just a general trait of yours, though, or is that about this specifically? General trait. Yeah. Okay. I imagined you weren't like an amazing people person. So <laughs> no. Oh, okay. What a guy My, that lives uh, in the bush with a wolf and a ten charisma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And he's Fair the enough. people. He's the people person of the mountain. <laughs> he is the mountain. Okay. Uh, and Gaius, what of you? What are your dealings with Thuvius? I haven't seen him in many years, but he saved my life back in 71. <laughs> Wait, what are we in? We're in 78. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> hmm. And I definitely I definitely owe, the, owe him for all that he did for me. Does anyone have a knowledge history? Oh, good question. I don't think so. On what he just said. I don't, well, you obviously don't need to, Nick. Uh, what? Are you sure? Gaius knows what happened in 71. I do not have knowledge nope. history. Does anyone have an intelligence check? It's a relatively well-known thing that happened. Nope. 14. You got a four? Okay. Uh, so Kurgan, believe it or not, has actually heard <laughs> in 71, 971, was when the Blood Moon Massacre happened. It was a deadly nighttime ambush by legions of Grecan dredgers during a campaign to defend the Bloodsworn Valley in the north. Very deadly. Tens of thousands of people died while they were trying to defend from the assault of the Grecan dredgers. Was the Grecan Empire trying to take over a region? Yeah, there's a. Uh, so to the north of Messenia, there's uh, the Grecan Empire uh, has taken over several different neighboring countries and there's a large contested area in Messenia that Grecan constantly is trying to retake because back when the world was getting ripped apart uh it part of it was theirs so they're trying to take it back but after the world kind of after uh the age of calamity ended when all the borders were drawn up it, became, it belonged to Messenia so mm. they have yearly okay. wars decadely wars kind of thing okay but that's one of the most bloody ones that's ever happened the blood moon massacre is 71 so apparently gaius is a survivor does uh do you say that like is that something you say or is no it, okay i personally keep it yeah okay right now uh well that's... i'm sure that 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 uh probably strikes true for you though for sure yeah. with my you, my background yeah Okay, so what uh, what's next? Now that you've uh, discussed that, well, I'm going to continue to enjoy your food and drink. I'm going to eat my hors d'oeuvres, and you know what? It is good. They got good stuff. Here. Is it what they've like? Okay, but like, is this other a, people are eating this stuff? Okay, too. so it, it's not like it's not like you guys got a special okay. thing. Okay, but this looks like like a really nice place. 
that seems to be cheaper than it should be. Hmm. Like like the guy that owns this place, he looks like like money. What's like the he catch? looks rich. What's the catch? But as far as you can tell, common people are eating here and eating well and good quality food. What is the catch? That's a good question. Does anyone have a knowledge local? Maybe someone knows something about Chainbreakers Tavern. That is a good question. What have I 18. heard? 18. Well, 18's pretty good. 20. 18 and a 20. Okay. So you guys, uh, both of you had heard have heard of Chainbreaker Matthias Ansel. <coughs> So uh, this is a local restaurant and brew house. The ale uh, is actually made uh, in an adjoining building. Um, Matthias Ansem was an adventurer. Uh, he was actually renowned in his youth. He uh, freed many slaves and rebelled against the Justicars, uh, who at the time were a very tyrannical militaristic organization, mm. uh, bringing light uh, to the corruption within their ranks. Uh, they were called the Chainers of Ironhold. They were a group of slavers, and he helped break the slave ring. Okay. So he's earned uh, quite a bit of renown for that, and he's also a worshiper of Midas, known as the Golden Hero, god of heroes, competition, luck, money, and uh, because of his beliefs, money. he likes to make sure everybody has a good full belly so that they can go and become the best person okay okay so he uh he he doesn't make much off of his food his uh drink is very fairly priced also and he just lives off of his earnings and uh, the, from when he was an adventurer it's a very popular place and he also doesn't like dealing with nobles very much so that's why typically this place is not for them yeah okay because they look and go oh look at all these average people in here <laughs> 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 So because of that, uh, the common people get a good Lots place of harumphing. So he gets rid of yes. the harumphing and brings in. He's a. There is. And is there's he, also. Would you say he's a pillar of the community? He is a pillar of the community, this guy. That's, that's, yeah. that's some feel good stuff he's, right there. He's good. Okay. He's good good okay. man. Good right man. On. So you guys uh, partake in your food. And uh, what what is going to happen next? Are you going to take his suggestion and go check out Thuvius's house? Or do you want to check out one of those other leads he just gave you? Well. Um, um, we have a key. It'd be a waste not to use it right away. Absolutely. I think Thuvius is... I suppose we are in uh, league together, uh, gentlemen. Um, I... He saved your life. I could see how you feel like you owe a strong debt to this to this man. And you um, look like you're just long for the ride, my friend. But uh, he... Uh Thuvius has been important to me. I'd love to know what's going on with him. Then uh, I say we we check out the house. What time of day is it? Right, It's about noon, you said, right? Yeah. We'll see you guys maybe spent an hour here. Okay. Enjoying the food, waiting for people to arrive, having your discussion. He offered second rounds and second uh offers of food to anybody who wanted. You're definitely leaving with a with a with a good meal and a and a nice, pleasant buzz. Nice. Okay. That's perfect for work. <laughs> that's what you want before you go to work. That's what, that's what he does when he goes to perfect. work. That's so. great. And he's, now he's on a cane. And he yeah. took an arrow to the knee. So he it probably... Went, may or may not have taken an arrow to the knee. probably shouldn't have gone to work drunk. We don't know. That's not... Okay, anyway. Uh, how far is Thuvius's house from here? Uh, Thuvius's house is about 20-minute walk from here. 20-minute walk. Too bad. It's a few yeah. steps down 
because uh, remember the high castle is kind of built on these big steps when it was a quarry. Uh, so it's a few steps down. So it's a little bit closer towards the the lower uh, lower class district. Great, but still in the middle area. I will um, as I'm leaving. I will take uh, two gold, and I'll place it on the bar. Oh, and I will say, uh, I I don't imagine that he would want it himself, but I will say, um, allow this to help cover some meals for those that need them. He gives a nod. And uh, you see him scoop up the coins, and then he calls out, Darts, everybody! The prize is two gold! Everyone line up if you want to go! So people uh, start lining up for awesome. his dart contest that you just funded. <laughs> Great! I had no problem with that. Oh, a competition. He's all into that's, it. That's a good idea. It's one of his god's tenants. That's a good idea. I will not partake in the competition okay, to win no my problem. money back. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Two two gold is that's a, yeah. that's like a full week of work for a lot of these guys. So they are in. Okay, so there people are excited about the darts uh, competition they're going to do for some of the money you just put down. Yeah, I'm putting no money down. Yeah, you don't. No. You don't have to. <laughs> okay, so you guys, uh, it's about twenty minutes or so. You guys make your way there, following his directions. It's pretty easy to get to. It's just a few streets away. Uh, you arrive and you find the front door is broken how recently was it broken i guess we don't need that key after all uh kind of hard to tell you gotta have to get a little bit closer to take i a would look. like to get closer okay so wrong. as uh, as you approach the door bursts open and a black robed figure rushes past you are you going to give chase yeah. or let this man run uh, a deaf. I want to. He, he matched the description of the individual that was seen outside his house. From what, what you were told. Yeah. Well, that you, you only got a, cl- a flash of this guy. Whew. He was wearing a black robe. And you were told an armored black well, robe figure. I'm gonna try to have Greymane. You gonna try to take him down? Trip him. Okay. So you guys give pursuit. We're definitely gonna try to subdue this guy. Okay. Sounds good. The mysterious figure darts past all of you. Everybody roll for initiative, please. Hey! Hey-o. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, here we go. All right. Gaius Bainbridge. Four. Big four. Kurgan Thunderhowl. Oh! Ow, ow, ow. Eleven. Big eleven. Greymane. Twenty-one. Scarlet Carson. 18. Woo! There's Almost a number. Almost like I was caught flat-footed. <laughs> you should wear heels. You'll never be flat-footed that way. You'll be angle-footed. <laughs> I'll be broken-ankled. <laughs> broken-ankled. Uh, what's your initiative modifier, Scarlet? Uh, that's a big zero. Big zero, okay. Yep. I'm very dexterous. <clears throat> that was an O natural 18. Okay, so uh, the chase baby. ensues. As a quick reminder, I have uh, laid out uh, a number of obstacles in front of you. Uh, you guys are going to be started at the beginning. It's going to be a move action for you to advance mm-hmm. to an obstacle. Once you are at the obstacle, you can uh, attempt to bypass it as a standard action. Alternatively, if you have some ability 
spell or something that should be useful in that situation, mm. you can do that mm. instead mm-hmm. to bypass the obstacle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like um, that number would be 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do a full round action and you're at the obstacle already, you can automatically bypass it without rolling any of the checks required. Okay. okay. Or you can risk it and as a full round action, move up to and complete two obstacles in a row. In which case you need to complete one of each of the two options on each of the two obstacles. And if you fail, you're stuck where you were. Okay. So that could, uh, could turn out, uh, poorly if that's the case. Okay. Uh, if you fail both of the obstacle rolls, then not only are you stuck, you miss your next turn. So big money, big Mm. prizes Mm. or big losses. Mm. So those are the choices. Okay, so uh, this uh, mysterious robed figure has darted out ahead of you. Call you guys by surprise. So he is uh, at obstacle three. You were all starting, uh, uh, heading up to obstacle one. Uh, so Greymane is first. So you said, sick him, boy. Go Something trip him. That. That's what I want Go trip him. So Greymane launches ahead at full speed. Move action to get up to the obstacle. And as a standard, he reveals the first one. The alleyway leading away from Thuvius's home heads towards a steep roof of a partially collapsed warehouse. So this old building, you can attempt to climb the steep sloped roof, the DC 10 climb check, or he can attempt the crumbling rooftop acrobatics of 20, which is he going to do? So our first obstacle is an old building. You can either... Climb the steep sloped roof or acrobatics across the crumbling rooftop. A climb would be the easiest. Going climb. for the climb. Let's see the climb. What do you got? DC 10, you said? DC 10. Let's see a roll. I got a nine. A nine. <laughs> Big nine. He is at the obstacle, but not able to. This guy's pass it. for sure getting away. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Scarlet Carson. Are you going to uh, advance or are you going to try and do multiples? I'm just gonna go to the first one now, because do I? Uh, sorry, do I need to now use like a standard to see what the obstacle is still, or nope. is that as soon as you get to the obstacle, which is half your turn to move action? Once you're there, you see what the obstacle. Great, is. I'm just gonna try to climb over it. Okay, so you're gonna head up, yeah. move, and you're gonna try and climb. Aiming for a ten. What do you got? Oh, that's a seventeen there, Chris. You got a seventeen. Boom! You get past obstacle number one. Nice, nice. Okay, that brings us to the mysterious figure over here. Let's see what they're going to do. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. I think so the I mysterious figure do. is also rolling on these. He is going to be trying also. He Very doesn't good. automatically get past. He's having the same difficulty you guys are. You just don't get to see what he's doing. Okay, I'm gonna, he's going to secretly try this top one. Oh! Oh, he is at the obstacle, but not past it. He's okay. stuck. Okay. Okay, so this figure is having trouble with whatever's going on over there. It's our chance. It's your chance, boys. That brings us to Kurgan Thunderhell. What are you going to do? Krakow. Ooh. He's thunder and howls, you see. I am uh... <laughs> <laughs> not a, de- a proficient very much with climb or acrobatics. Well, that's how it goes sometimes. So I'm so. going to go up to it and attempt to climb it. Okay, he's going to try and climb up the steep sloped roof. It's an acrobatics. 
Sometimes with a climb. I got a two. You got a two. What are you adding to that two? <laughs> Sometimes he breathes past two cards. I rolled Sometimes a four and I have minus two climb. Oh, okay, okay. So he's at the obstacle. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to Gaius Bainbridge. Gaius Bainbridge. Gaius right. Bainbridge. You heading to? You gonna uh, move in standard I or are you going big going money, big prizes? I believe it's a standard action to activate a supernatural ability. Uh, depends what it is, but sure. What Change is shape. Oh, he's changing shape. That is a standard action for you. Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna become not unlike the wolf. Actually, uh, how hungry yeah, are so you? That would be a standard. Okay, so you turn in uh, that, and now uh, you're gonna move up to it. Move up to the obstacle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. Sorry. Now that now that you have your increased speed. Actually, this would have mattered because uh, Wolf would have done better, too. Uh, for every f 10 feet you are faster than 30 feet, you get a plus 2 on all your rolls. For every 10 feet you are slower, oh. you have a minus 2. Sorry. So actually... Wolf would have made it. Uh, yes, Sorry, Grey, uh, Grey would have made it because he would have had plus 4 to nice. his rolls. Because he has a 50-foot move speed. Yes. Uh, you would not have, though. I don't no, think. no, no, no. Uh, you, you were uh, not my still four? like 6 lower. <clears throat> no. Actually, you don't have a bonus, right? So never mind. Yours was terrible. Uh, but uh, Nick, uh, Gaius. Gaius, I believe you are going to have a bonus, are you not? Because you're now a wolf, so you got 50-foot move speed. Yep. But so that'll be a plus four. It's a standard action. Standard to action to So you can get up to the obstacle. move up the obstacle, yep. Okay, so you're at the obstacle and not past it. Okay, that brings us to top of the order. It is Greymane's turn. So you're going to have Greymane run up to the next obstacle? Go for it again? Greymane's okay. full tilt. He is going, as in you want him to try two, or you want him to do one? If you do two, it's minus two, right? If you do two obstacles, you have to complete one objective on each one. If you fail one of them, you don't progress at all. If you fail I think, both, you I lose think your next he'd turn. go full out. He's going full out. Okay. Yeah. He is going full out. Big money, big prizes. The streets beyond the warehouse are a crowded mess. You're at some busy streets. You can either make way with the charisma check, DC 15, or gas, I smell gas, with a bluff of 20. <laughs> How's the wolf going to do it? So what was the first DC? The first is a 15 charisma. Well, then I'm just, what he's, so what he's going for. I think you got a mind. But you know what? You got plus four because I you're know. so fast. He's yeah, going to howl. Big penalty. He's going to howl. Just, really think, just think high. Think it high. Oh. oh. What is that result? I rolled an 18 minus two is 16 plus four is 20. That beats it. In theory, he could catch up to the mysterious figure this turn. Oh, baby. Okay. The second one. Broken crates and other debris fill the nearby alley, which ends in a tall, smooth wall. Obstacles, a tall wall. Action number one, gap in the wall. Escape artist check. Option two, the way around. Knowledge local. DC 10. So you can either go a 10 intelligence check, which is probably the worst option, <laughs> or yeah. escape artist of 15. Okay, I'm doing escape artist. Just based at least. Going for escape artist. Let's see what you got. Oh! Oh my god! Back to back 18. Greyman is on fire tonight, everybody. So that's an 1820 plus my speed of 24. 24. <laughs> Bam! 
Green Mane catches up to the mysterious figure. But he doesn't have an action right now, correct? He does not have an action. So we're going to have to see what happens okay. as, as that uh, that progresses. Oh, but you also see the next two obstacles now. You got the obstacle of busy streets and the obstacle of tall wall. So feel free to try and get an Underrated rapper, by the way, that tall wall. <laughs> tall wall. Grills, one of the greatest <laughs> songs of all time. That, uh, that brings us to Scarlet Carson. So you're back here. It, you, you can make your way there. Well, Wolfie just kind of bolted across this. and like, it, it did. He howled. And it's probably going to be holding him. He, he was instructed to trip him. So we'll see what happens because of that. Okay. Well, I, uh, I guess I'm going to try to go for the old double whammy. Ooh, double whammy. Um, going for it. This is probably a bad idea, but... Uh, here, we'll see just how bad. Here at Barely Big money, pit, big prizes. We don't care about bad ideas. So, <laughs> uh, the first one is... You make way, Charisma DC 15, or Gas, I Smell Gas, Bluff DC 20. I guess we're going with the DC 15 Charisma check. Okay. Aiming for the first one. That is uh, and only an 11. Only an 11. Okay, so you do still need to make one of the two on the other one, or you miss your next turn. Oh, boy. Uh, so gap in the wall, escape part is Knowledge 15. Knowledge local. Knowledge, Knowledge local. local, 10, the way around. We're going to we'll see if we can figure out a way around, which that is a 25. Okay, so because uh, you succeeded that one, you don't lose your turn. Okay. You are at the obstacle number yeah, okay. two. Okay, very good. Okay, that brings us to the mysterious figure's turn. So the mysterious figure is going to... Uh, be looking around here. Okay, so the mysterious figure is uh, at the end of the the long alley. Uh, so uh, gray main, uh, the alley is ten feet wide and fifty feet long. Uh, towards the end of the alley, on the left hand side, there is a five foot wide corridor, and then of course there's the dead end that they uh, got themselves to. Um, the mysterious figure is near the corridor. And disappears down that direction, heading south down the corridor. Uh, the 10 by 50 foot alley uh, is where we still find Greymane. So he disappears somewhere down there. Or she could could be any. Could he, she, who mm, knows? Mm, Mysterious mm. figures, what mm. we know. That brings us to Kurgan Thunderhowl. So what's the next one again? So oh. you're currently... I'm not double. You can full round to automatically pass this obstacle, or you can attempt a standard action to, to finish it, it again? and move to the next one. It's a climb check of 10, steep sloped roof, or a crumbling rooftop of acrobatics 20. Or you can full round auto pass. I would need to roll a 12. That's above average. Not impossible. Are you rolling like gray main or are you rolling like you normally roll? That's the question. I'm going to full. Full round action to auto pass? Yeah. Okay. And that brings us to Gaius Bainbridge. What are you going to do? You are extra fast. So you got a plus four to your rolls. Yeah. So I will attempt to blow past two of them. Okay. You're going to try two. So first things first, uh, you have the acrobatics of 20 or the climb of 10. To get past this old building obstacle. All right. Because your speed, you're getting a plus four beyond your normal bonuses. Also, you're not wearing armor anymore, so no more check penalty. Yep, and my strength is too higher. Yep. So uh, no, that's uh, it's a polymorph effect. 
uh, from Chain Shape, so okay. you don't get any ability score adjustments. Ah. Okay, uh, so then I will attempt the climb. Okay, let's see that climb. Give it a roll. With a five, my four from strength and the four from speed brings me up to a solid 13. Okay, and then that brings you to the busy streets obstacle, act, uh, which is going to be make way, charisma 15, or gas, I smell gas, bluff 20. Ooh, I'll uh, try that uh, charisma one. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do the charisma. You do get the plus four still. Yep. Yeah. And that glorious speed. Oh, Ooh, look at that. 14, two, and the four. Brings me up to a nice 20. Big 20. Okay, that brings you towards the back obstacle. Well, that was the wrong... There we go. Uh, brings you towards the back obstacle. So with a move action, you're going to appear uh, where... Ripside Greymane over there. Okay, and that brings us up to Greymane. So Greymane is going to try and pursue the uh, mysterious figure. Uh, give me a perception check, please, Greymane. What a noble hound. Perception of 12. Big 12. Okay, so he starts sniffing the air and rounds the corner. And as he does, he is met by a figure who swings down at him with a great axe. But despite being hidden, Greymane's keen nose Knew alerted him to the foe attacking him. And he, he saw him. Yeah, get him. Get him, wolves. Okay, so this uh, mysterious figure, he takes a chop. Oh, he hits Greymane with a big hit. Goodbye, Greymane, my old friend. And Greymane takes a total of nine points of damage. <gasps> oh, poor Greymane. No, Greymane. Retreat, Greymane. Goodbye, Greymane, my old friend. Oh, he's still kicking. He's still kicking. That brings us to Scarlet Carson. I am going to auto-pass this uh, impossible charisma check. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, and uh, just like Gaius, you are a simple move action away from arriving right there on the back of the alley. Hey, what's up, guys? That uh, brings us... Uh, oh, apologies. Sorry. Uh, that was uh, a readied attack. It is still Greymane's turn. He, he does get his opportunity to bite in response. And trip, perhaps? And possibly even trip. Baby, now we're talking. So, uh, Greymane, Woo! let's get that bite attack, please. Greymane coming in with Big those money. chompers. 12. That is a 12. A 12 misses. Okay. Oh, Greymane, you suck. <laughs> Okay, and that brings us uh, brings us to Scarlet. She did her thing. Uh, this guy, he changed. Uh, oh, oh! I forgot. Ready in action, so his initiative is going to shift. So it is not his turn. I forgot. Masterwork said that is considered light, right? Yes, it is. My EC is one higher for Greyman. So Grayman's got 18, 12, 16. 18, 13, 15. Oh, forgot, from Dodge. Yeah, I forgot Dodge. Oh, can't forget Dodge. Okay. Well, uh, that was still a hit. Yeah. You, <laughs> you still it got sounded it. like you, uh, you rolled pretty well. 
Yeah, he uh, oh, didn't even need to add anything. He hit you, so it's a good good dice roll. I get those every now and then, too. No. Okay, uh, so Scarlet advances. It is Kurgan's turn. Kurgan, with one move action, <clears throat> you end up over here. Actually, roll a six-sided dice for me. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong guy. I keep thinking Kurgan Thunderhowl is the wolf guy, but it's the, nope. the half-orc. <laughs> okay, sorry. Apologies. It's not not there yet. Kurgan, you are uh, you got to make way. Uh, Charisma DC 15 or gas, I smell gas, bluff DC 20. What was the first one? 15 for Charisma? So 15 Charisma or bluff 20. Well, it's going to be 15 Charisma because my Charisma is a zero. Power of positive thinking. Nope, didn't <laughs> work. That's a three. Didn't work. Well, you're at the obstacle, so you can maybe join them next time. I'm done. It does bring us to Gaius, though. Gaius, with a move action, you can advance. I have a Gaius. Right. I have a Gaius. Onto this space over here. Roll D6, please. We'll see what spot you end up in. That would be a three. Big three. Okay, one, two, three, right here. That is where you are right now. You see the scene unfolding in front of you. Uh, just down the uh, alley, you see the mysterious figure. He's holding a great axe, and it's currently a bit bloody, and you see the uh, injured wolf, Greymane, uh, right up beside him. All right. Uh, I will move closer then in my wolf form. Okay, sounds good. Moving closer. How close yep. do you want to go? Right. So you're at the back of the alley. You're going to go. The, you have 40 foot. You can get behind them. Yeah, moving move to the alley right up to the corner of the Okay, right turn up to the, the corner alley. where the alley turns left. Uh, so you're standing beside Greymane, and uh, just down that little alley is where you have this mysterious figure. Okay, sounds yep. good. Okay, that brings us up to the top. And uh, this mysterious figure is going to act. What is he going to do? Is he, he gonna is going axed? to uh, he is he's <laughs> going to ax you a question. Uh, he winds up and he's going to take a chop at Greymane. Goodbye Greymane, my old friend. However, Greymane ducks out of the way. He misses. Yay! We need him. Swings a little too high and Greymane easily ducks down to avoid the attack. That brings us to Greymane. Greymane's got to bite him. Coming in with that bite again. What do we got? Got a 14. Ooh, a big 14. Well, this uh, this fellow ducks out of the way. You barely miss. It is what it is. That brings us to Scarlet Carson. Simple move action gets you over here. I'm doing D6, that. six, please. Let's see where you end up. That's a three. One, two, three. You end up in the same space that Gaius ended up. That was a move action. That to get was a move there? action to get there. Now you so, have another action ahead of you. I will. Um, well, Freeze a swift standard. I won't be able to draw my uh, my sword, but I also don't really see him yet. So I'm gonna move. And he's moving. So she moves up uh, right beside the currently uh, in wolf form guy Spainbridge. Also, uh, you now see two wolves, not one. Two but wolves. Two wolves in this alleyway. Uh, okay. Although one of them, interesting, is has an almost all white coat with uh, black tips on the ears and feet. Hmm. Impressive. Just the like Guy Spainbridge. Impressive. The wild man commands both wolves. Two wolves. One orc. Two wolves. Impressive. 
That, <laughs> we've all seen that video. Don't Google it. <laughs> that brings us to Kurgan Thunder Howl. Full round action to bypass? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bam. One move action gets you in the field. Okay. Okay, that brings us to Gaius Bainbridge. You are threatening this guy. You are beside Greymane. A little bit of a corner of a building in the way, but other than that, you're okay. Uh, what would you like to do? I think we're going to have to make that uh, official then. Uh, revert as a move action? I'm going to challenge him. Oh. With a howl. With a howl. Oh. Yeah. Challenging him while in wolf form. Or are you switching out of wolf form? Uh, no, I'll switch out of wolf form and then challenge him. Okay, so as a move action, you witness a horrific transformation. As this wolf suddenly turns into Gaius Bainbridge. Whoa! Armor almost popping out of his joints. Almost like almost like uh, like the, the the wolf fur kind of fades down into his body, and as it does, it reveals his true form. Okay, and uh, you unleash the challenge. Yep. Uh, so is there anything special about that? I know you're gonna get a bonus on damage. Uh, let's see. Uh, so there's a morale bonus on attack rolls. Okay. And the target of the challenge and a dodge bonus on AC, uh, two ACs made by the target. Okay. Or against the target. Okay. So it's like plus ones? Plus one dodge bonus to against against attacks from him and a plus one morale bonus on attacks to him. Perfect. Okay. And from, then you get a plus one on damage rolls. It sounds yeah, good. From uh, my knightly order. And then okay, the cool. challenge itself, I have to focus on them. Otherwise, take a minus two. All right, so I'll attack him. Sounds good. With a bite. Uh, Can't imagine you have a weapon out right now. Just came from wolf form, so. Yep, yep. You do have a bite, though. Hmm. Or are you going to draw your weapon and don your shield instead of attacking? Actually... Maybe we'll draw the lance. Ah, five step and then draw the lance. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to go directly behind Greymane? Yeah. Okay. So you're uh, behind Greymane. He's going to be providing a little bit of soft cover, but you can attack this mysterious figure from where you are. Okay. So if, uh, you five step over, you pull out your lance, and that'll be uh, that for your turn. Ready to go on for the next one, though. Okay, that brings us up to him. So uh, that guy is—he's uh, gonna—he's gonna take one chop at Greymane. Uh, but again, Greymane ducks out of the way, fails to hit him with that great axe. And then he's gonna five step back a bit to try and try and get away from you guys. You're clogging up a little bit. He wants you out of his face. That brings us to Greymane. He'll fight him. Okay, Greymane advances the five step. And still following that same command, he's going to keep attacking. Yeah, because I can't really give him any other... You're not there yet, nope. so... Nope, so... Oh. I saw the 20. <laughs> oh. Four to hit. <laughs> that is a oh, Brings us to Scarlet Carson. Excellent. You are there. Oh, look at that. There's oh, a little I can't gap get there. At him. Hmm. Can't get at him. You got anything you could throw or shoot? I... Do I notice? Do I notice that uh, buildings on both sides? You could try and scale a building. It's, do I? It's gone uh, so well for you guys so far. Do I see that he is hurt? The the wolf. 
The wolf is certainly hurt. It looks like he got a good chop on the shoulder with that axe. I would like to uh, five foot step up. Okay, right beside the building. And I would like to reach out with a glowing hand Ooh, and cast glowing, cure light wounds. Glowing golden light on the wolf erupts from your hand, and you peek around the corner and, and tap the wolf on oh. the back. D8 plus uh, one. That's D8 plus one. Seven points of very respectable back. Seven points of healing. That is big. And I would like to use my. Uh, oh, I five foot step there, so I can't really use a move action. But I can draw my weapon now, correct? Uh, let's see. You cast a spell. You five step. You can draw a weapon. I absolutely. would like to draw my greatsword. Okay, drawing a greatsword. Scarlet Carson reaches back and draws that. It's also a very slender great looking greatsword. Like it's very, not a very not sleek. a Buster Sword style. No, great no, sword. no, yeah, no. Yeah. Very sleek yeah. greatsword. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and that brings us to Kurgan Thunderhowl. You know what? With a move action, Kurgan, give me a D6, please. Fiver. You are right there. So this guy is too far in the corner for you to see, but you can see your wolf. So this would be an opportunity to get him to back down if you want him to do that. Or you um, can try and move again to I get know, in a good position. Can I tell from there if he's hurt? Uh, I would say that you could probably see that. Give me a perception check or a heal check. Whatever one of those you would prefer. Uh, perception is 14. A 14? And my heal would be uh No, whichever one. So, uh, so down one's higher. We'll say, yeah, you, 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 you notice that uh, he was wounded, but it looks like some of his wounds have healed. Okay. So you have a pretty good... Uh, a guess of okay. what his condition I'm going is. to move to behind, yeah, one up more. Okay, you have a good line of sight on him from and there? I'm drawing my bow as I'm moving because I have, no, I do not have a battle one. Yeah, but you could move there and then draw your bow. I'll do that. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Gaius Bainbridge. So Gaius, you have your lance out. Good long reach with that. You're not mounted, so you can't use it with a shield. Uh, would you like to five in and, and take a stab? I believe in this situation, Greymane's my shield. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you come up behind Greymane. It's and very you, honorable of you, Sir Knight. You take a take a stab with that lance. So he will be a little bit harder to hit because Greymane is offering him soft cover, but Sweet. it is still a, an attacking position. All right. Let's we see what you got. Attempt to skewer this. Mysterious individually. As you attack over the top of Greymane. Oh, yeah. That lance Using comes right reach. over top of him. Do, we, do you, Your lance, is that like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a cavalier, you know, jousting lance? Or is it more of like a spear-style lance? Yeah, it's more of a spear-style combat nice, lance. Nice. Uh, combat-style spear. I, I dig that. That's cool. Uh, Ten plus... Six, so 16 to hit. That's a 16 to hit. That is a miss, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. Your attack is, uh, you have to be a little more cautious to make sure you don't hit hit the wolf. So your attack is a miss. That brings us to this fellow over here. So he is going to do the same thing he did last time. He is going to uh, take a quick chop at Greymane. Try and come down to size, but again, Greymane. 
that little boy, bit of barding and his agility, too much to deal with. So then he's going to uh, five step back again. Further down that side little corridor, making it harder to Can get to him. See, is, it a, is there a dead end there? Uh, let's see what it is here. I got some random cards here. Why don't you go pull one of these cards? We'll see what lines up next with them. Bingo. What is it? It is. Uh, it leads to a little market square, apparently. Nice. <laughs> I would like to buy some shoes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looks like he's uh, making, slowly but surely, making his way towards a uh, an open kind of corridor to a little square. So he still is doing fight. Would he attempt to flank, but he probably wouldn't acrobatics past the... No, he wouldn't do no, that. So now, if he was out in... If, if the other guy moved out to where it was open, that's a different story. He would pack tactics, definitely jump okay. behind him. Well, but, he's going to uh, move up and just attack, because that's basically what I tell him to do. Okay. So he's going to keep doing that. So he continues to chase him down the corridor. Oh, great, mate. He was all about getting here, not doing I, anything. I saw the 18, yeah. That's a two, a four. Greymane is exhausted from all that running, and he uh, once again, he, he misses. That brings us to Scarlet Carson. Uh, how high is the roof beside me, or the, the, the building? I'll say it's uh, 10 feet high. 10 feet. I'm going to attempt to climb up this, uh, climb up to the roof. Sounds good. It's a simple, simple roof. It'll be a 10 to climb up on there. Uh, it's an 11, actually. 11. Well, let's see here. Uh, we'll see you have enough to get up to the top of the roof. Great. That'll be your turn. So that's a single move action to do that? That's, that's your, uh, well, let's see. You would uh, climb at a quarter your speed. It would take you a full turn to get up there. But you could move another space if you want. Or space yeah, or I'll, move, I'll just want to move up as far as I can. Sure. I do want to jump in behind him, but I like if I can't. We'll say you uh, get to the yeah, end of right. the building. All so right. right You'd be adjacent to him. He'd be uh, he'd be below you. You could even attack from there if you wanted on your next. Uh, uh, very good. If he does next move. go, yeah, if he doesn't okay. move. Great. And that brings us to Kurgan. Kurgan, what are you gonna do? Um. Well, my guy would think that he doesn't necessarily. He ran away from us. He was inside the house, but I don't think I want to kill him. Okay, you want to question this guy. Yes. Try and get some info. So I'm going to okay. yell it out to our my companions that uh, we should question them. Running away does not deserve. I mean, he should he should be uh, killed. Even though he attacked my. Uh, Even though he attacked Greymane. Yes. Not an eye for an eye. Nope. Or an axe chop for an axe chop. We need to take him alive, but unfortunately, guys. Unfortunately, I don't think I can. Non-lethal arrows, can I? You can. It's a minus four penalty, unless you have uh, blunt arrows. I do not have blunt so arrows. So you can eat up a, a penalty and to shoot. <laughs> eat a penalty and take a shot. Uh, so I have precise shot and rapid shot. Okay, so you could uh, five-step over, rapid shot, and eat the minus four. He would, uh, my, yeah, so minus two uh, for rapid shot, minus four for it being... Uh, uh, aiming to do non-lethal. Also, there's some people in the way, so you're going to have an additional... He's going to have a little bit of soft cover. So that's a pretty big swing in accuracy. Alternatively, you could just five over, take a single shot going non-lethal. Let's do that. Okay. Or you could uh, mimic 
what uh, Scarlett Carson did here and try and scale up on top of one of these roofs, eliminate the chances of cover yeah, altogether. Yeah, it's not really my forte to be scaling up. Now uh, your forte? Okay. No. Well, you five step over and uh, take a single shot. So this will be at a minus, uh, no penalty, but he'll have soft cover. So his AC is going to be a bit higher. A lethal aim, okay. precise shots, plus one to hit, plus one damage. Lethal aim and precise shot. A lethal aim. Okay, so you don't, there will be no soft cover because there's only two targets in the way. And you don't have the penalty for shooting in the melee, so it's just a flat-out minus four for shooting non-lethal. Okay, so I included in that minus four, I rolled a 13. It was a 13. Well, it is a miss, Okay, but Ooh. much closer than last time. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to uh, Gaius Bainbridge. All right. Well, I will five foot forward. Okay. Keep up with the flow of combat. Five footing forward and taking a thrust with that lance. Sure am. Let's see what you got. Ooh. Nice roll in the four on the attack roll. So brings me up to a 10 before penalties. That is a mess. <laughs> Another Our rolls are just air. on tonight, boys. On we fire, are, boys. Gray means running after the guy. We are crushing it today. <laughs> that brings us to this fellow. So he is uh, this mysterious figure is going to uh, take the opportunity to withdraw into this area. Uh, so he's going to start moving. Um, and as he goes, that only prevents him from attacks in the first spot. So you, in your new position, you're in Scarlet. He is moving through your threatened area. Do you want to take an attack of opportunity against him? I would love to take an uh, attack of opportunity against okay, him. Okay, because he is moving this direction into this open area, so he passes you. He did not notice you slinking along the rooftop with that Do sword. I uh, get a bonus because I'm higher? A plus one to attack rolls from that height advantage. Oh, oh boys. That'll be a uh, 20 to hit. Oh, with a 20, wow. you easily slice into this fella. This mysterious figure gets a good slash on the side. Oh, look at those, look at those deeps. That would be uh, 11 points of damage. A big 11. Okay, mm -hmm. well, this, uh, this fellow uh, mysterious figure takes some pretty serious damage and continues his movement. Okay, so he kind of gets uh, gets out over into the into the open area of this little uh, little square. Uh, however, it it looks like it's actually closed, so he doesn't have much much place to go. <laughs> hey! Uh, so he finds himself in a little marketplace. It's about thirty by thirty. A couple little stalls uh, hooked up, uh, and he's going to try and book it towards one of the one of the back stalls. That brings us to Greymane. So acting on the same instructions, Greymane continues to advance. Attempting to flank. Tries to move uh, behind him. And let's get an attack. And Greymane, once again, <laughs> consistent with those two on the dice. I rolled a, that I is a, a miss. four. That brings us to Scarlet. Um, so... So you could jump into this little uh, little square, or you could try and keep moving along the rooftops. Oh, that's interesting. Which it looks like he was trying to get up to the roof at the back of this area, so it may be worth oh, considering. Oh, man. It's a bit of a move, though. I would have to double move to get over to where he is, but that's not a terrible idea, actually. 
All options, all options. I will double move. Okay, so you run along the side of the rooftops to get over there. I'm going to need an acrobatics check just to make sure that you uh, don't oh, have any issues. Perfect. I'm good at this. Oh, it's a 17. Perfect. You get over there with no trouble. You get about... Uh, Very ninja He's about 10 feet away from you, and you are on the rooftop opposite of where, I will say where you started. So. to him, stop now, drop your weapons, and your life will be spared. As I lick the blood off my sword. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Whoa. Different character. This brings us to <laughs> Kurgan Thunderhowl. He's in here, guys. Perception, what I have heard. You suck. <laughs> Maybe change that dice. It's a whole lot well, of twos. I rolled a seven perception. Would I have heard Scarlet say this? Oh, you, you definitely heard Scarlet say that. Not the creepy thing at the end that uh, that was just Joel talking. Move up <laughs> into the right internal monologue. <laughs> I forgot. Like, Sorry. Cover the exit. I'm going to cover just the entrance. Right yeah. there. Okay, so you're standing. Uh, you have your bow knocked. You're standing right at the entrance. Do you yes. want to take a non-lethal shot at him? Uh, no, I'm going to ready an action if he if he doesn't surrender. Comply. Yes. Okay, it doesn't comply. You're going to take a shot. Yes. Is it going to be a non-lethal or a lethal shot? Non-lethal. Non-lethal. Okay. Brings us to Gaius. All right. I'm going to move in. Brilliant. Just a okay. brilliant maneuver. Advance. Yep. As I move, yep. I will draw a throwing axe. Oh, Gaius advances into the, the central court and pulls a throwing axe as he goes. At the range of 15 feet. Yep. I will attempt to lob it at him non-lethally into melee. <laughs> okay, so you uh, hold in the lance in your left hand. You pull a pull a throwing axe with your right and hurl it at him, trying to do a non-lethal shot into melee. Yeah, turning around backwards, so I throw it up backwards. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, you're going for it. So that'll be a minus four shooting into melee and a minus four don- doing non-lethal. Yep. Nice minus eight. <laughs> Aiming at this fella, this mysterious figure. Is it maybe it's Thuvius? Are we killing Thuvius right now? I got a plus one though, so you know, bounces out. That's fair. <laughs> and it rolled a two. <laughs> the two on the dice. That was a minus. Uh, it's seven. a minus five. Is that I think overall? Wow, well done. Yep. You throw your axe and it goes landing over here somewhere. I don't blame little, this guy uh, for not going. being afraid of us. By the way. <laughs> okay, so this uh, this mysterious figure, he he looks around. And uh, the dice is just one over from where I needed it to be. <laughs> glances up at his potential exits and notices that they're they're all clogged. And with a uh, a big a big groan, he tosses his great axe on the ground and drops to his knees. But who? Is this mysterious figure? What were they doing at Thuvius's house? Where is Thuvius? And will Wallace ever be able to roll higher than two? <laughs> Find out next time on Barely Adequate, where we aren't that good at this, and you, you don't, don't have, have, the have the either. either. Woo!